When I was 19 years old, I worked part-time as the assistant custodian at Boston's Arlington Street Church. And at that time, Jack Mendelson was the minister of Arlington Street, and Jack had lots of strong opinions. Strong opinions about what was going on in the world. Strong opinions about the arms race. Strong opinions about Jim Crow, which was alive and well in the South. Not only did he have opinions, Jack was good at articulating those opinions, even while I was vacuuming. I was his test audience. At the time, I had no idea I would know Jack Mendelssohn as a minister and as a friend for 52 more years. He died two years ago. At that time, those years, Jack continued to share his understandings with what was happening in the world, and he taught me to articulate my understandings as well. For Jack, that was what Unitarian Universalism was all about, looking at what was unfolding, looking at what was unfolding in the world and then boldly articulating the values of a liberal faith and encouraging Unitarian Universalists to live in to those values. Your first parish search committee, which you have covenanted with, is tasked with finding a candidate for the settled ministry of this congregation. Last year, after the departure of Fred Small to do an environmental justice ministry, your standing committee asked me to work with them and with you to help engage this transition. Your leadership has done a lot of work, examining the shared ministries, envisioning how First Parish can grow and realize its potential in the next period. Today, your search committee is sharing with you several reflections on how they foresee your future ministry and how a new settled minister will help you realize that vision. To set the context for those reflections, I thought it would be good to share some thoughts on ministry by Jack Mendelson. Now, as you listen, you will discover that Jack is not writing a job description. Like all of Jack's observation, they capture the complex human dimension of striving toward an ideal, beloved community while embodied in a human being, working in community, working in imperfect community, always imperfect human beings, other human beings, finite time, finite understanding. So Jack writes, a Unitarian Universalist minister is a person who is never completely satisfied or satisfiable, never completely adjusted or adjustable, a person who walks in two worlds, one of things as they are, the other of things as they ought to be, and loves them both. Ministers are both persons with pincushioned souls and elastic hearts who sit with happy and the sad in a chaotic pattern of laugh, cry, laugh, cry, 
And deep down, the, the first time that laughter is false and their tears are make-believe, their days as real ministers are over. Ministers are people with dreams they can never wholly share, partly because they have the same doubts about them and partly because they are unable to explain adequately what it is they think they see and what they think they understand. A minister is a person who continually runs out of time, out of wisdom, out of courage, out of money. A person whose tasks involve great responsibility and little power, who must learn to accept people where they are and go from there. A person who must never try to exercise influence that has not been earned. The minister who is worthy knows all of this and is still thankful for every day of his life or her life for the privilege of being a minister. The future of the liberal church is almost totally dependent on two factors. Great congregations, whether they're large or they're small, and effective, dedicated ministers. The strangest feature of this relationship is that they create one another. Hi, um, my name is Alex Taylor. Uh, I became a member of First Parish in the spring of 2013, uh, but my first interaction with First Parish was through the Young Adult Group, or YAG, as, as it's more informally known, in the fall of 2011. The Young Adult Group is, a, is for people ages 18 to 35 and has been meeting at First Parish for over 20 years. YAG provides fellowship and intentional community and uses a shared leadership model to empower our members, encourage ownership, and provide opportunities for spiritual growth. YAG serves the mission of First Parish and it is an important part of our community's shared ministry. I will now read First Parish's mission. Awakened by wor worship, nourished by tradition, and united by love, we strive to create a multicultural, spirit-filled community that works for justice, fosters spiritual curiosity and faith formation, shares joy, heals brokenness, and celebrates the sacred in all. We welcome people of all beliefs, ages, classes, colors, ethnicities, abilities, sexual orientations, and gender identities and expressions. One of YAG's monthly topics is spiritual discussion. Our spiritual discussions are varied, but we endeavor to make them meaningful and accessible to all participants. Topics have included self-image, personal growth, and personal beliefs. Through these discussions, YAG fosters spiritual curiosity and faith formation. Our mission asks us to share joy, heal brokenness, and celebrate the sacred and all. YAG does this through our check-in process. We use an open-ended format for check-in, asking that people share how they've been doing focusing on the emotional and spiritual. We care so much about check-in that it often takes up as much as a third of our meeting. Following our, following our check-in, YAG, 
and mission, YAG welcomes all young adults regardless of differences. As part of every check-in, we share our names and gender pronouns we would like the group to use. Through intentional listening and recognizing the identities of our members, we cultivate a supportive and meaningful community. Shared ministry is an opportunity for members of the church community to minister to one another in a way that supports the church's mission. As a diverse and growing congregation, not all members of the church community come on Sunday mornings and might experience their most significant spiritual moments during other church events. YAG is a vibrant example of shared ministry because we share leadership and offer a spiritual home for both those who attend on Sundays and those who have never been to a Sunday service. The ministerial search committee enters the process with the understanding that the minister does more than give sermons on Sundays, but also facilitates shared ministry throughout the congregation. Good morning. My name is Karen Lynn, and I am one of the co-chairs of the Ministerial Search Committee. I've been a Unitarian Universalist for 14 years, half of them at First Parish in Cambridge. One of the first things I was told about Unitarian Universalism was that it is a covenantal faith, not a creedal faith. But for many years, I didn't really know what that meant. I struggled to explain Unitarian Universalism to my friends and, truth be told, to myself. It is sometimes said that Unitarian Universalists can believe whatever they want. I don't like this characterization because while that may be a glib description of our theological freedom, it implies that our religion doesn't ask much of us. I believe that Unitarian Universalism asks a lot of us through the sacred promise of covenant. Covenant is the set of commitments we make about how we will live our lives with each other. Covenant is that which challenges us to grow. It is our contract to show up for each other, to answer for our mistakes, to work for justice, to strive to become our best selves. I've been an atheist my entire life, but I am not so arrogant as to believe I know everything about how the world works and how I am called to act. Covenant is what provides me with my moral compass. To answer the call of love, welcoming all people into the celebration of life, these words summon me to embrace difference and open my heart to even those who push my buttons. Searching for truth and meaning, striving for justice and compassion, these words command me to be humble in my beliefs and to work for a more loving and equitable world when it would be easier to bask in my privilege and ignore that which I don't want to see. Covenant calls me to embrace both the responsibilities and the gifts of interdependence. My favorite Spanish translation of our seventh principle renders the phrase respect for the interdependent web of all existence as el respeto por el tejido interdependiente. I love the word, the use of the word tejido, which means not web, but fabric. It's the past participle of the word tejer, which means to weave. So tejido really means that which has been woven. I love this image because it captures so perfectly the power and beauty of covenant. We comprise the threads, all different and all essential, coming together to co-create a rich tapestry of our community. 
Our next professional minister, with their unique gifts, will bring a new thread into this tapestry as they enter into covenant with us. By reminding us of our call, sharing in our triumphs, and pastoring us when we are in need, our new minister will strengthen our community and enter with us into this next exciting chapter in the life of our congregation. It is an enormous honor for me to be a part of this search process at First Parish, this church I love so fiercely, where I am constantly encouraged and supported in my quest to live up to my highest ideals. Thank you for trusting me with this important and sacred task. My name is Marcia Hams, and I am the other co-chair of our search committee. I became a UU in my teen years, but I didn't become a member of a UU congregation again until my wife Susan and I joined First Parish in 2001. I was inspired by the community that I found here and by Reverend Thomas Michelson. But I admit that after years of not being in a church, it was a little hard for me to get used to having an inspirational leader up here in this pulpit. Was he our spiritual authority? Were we a democratic community with our own spiritual and organizational ideas and leadership? Were we in partnership? It turns out that those questions and our feelings about them are quite fundamental to our life in this community. As our search committee does its work with you, we are all trying to figure out what kind of partnership we want with our new minister. As we've talked about, there are many ministries in the congregation that involve all of us in some ways, through groups, through how we treat one another every Sunday. The complicated and rich relationships that I have experienced in the groups that I've been part of are, to me, the beating heart of what makes us a community. It's how we live our mission and how we receive and give spiritual sustenance. So how do we want our new minister to work in partnership with us and our ministries? I want to share two examples of ways I have personally experienced good partnerships with ministers. After the 2005 hurricanes devastated New Orleans, many of us, along with our ministers, Thomas Michelson and Jerry Agate, were committed to helping. We reached out to our former intern minister, Marta Valentin, who was the new minister at the New Orleans UU Church, which had been severely damaged. The congregation was struggling to rebuild as well as to help others in the community and deal with their own shock at what had happened. Guided by them and the UUA, we raised money for the relief effort in New Orleans and for the church and sent things to, to them like backpacks stocked full for the kids. Jory and some members went to New Orleans while Thomas and Jory ministered to Marta too. Later, our coming of age young people went on a work trip to the Mississippi coast. So together, we were able to make a small but real contribution, and it also helped us feel less helpless and more connected to the people in New Orleans as we saw the environmental devastation, racism, and government inaction played out every day on our TVs. Here's another example more recently. I am in our Environmental Justice Task Force, which led the initiative to divest First Parish endowment funds from fossil fuel companies. Our minister, Fred Small, preached on our spiritual call to address climate change. Our task force spoke with groups throughout the congregation, and we invited student divestment groups and organizations in the community, like 350 Mass, 
to come for educational sessions here with all of us. In June that year, the congregation enthusiastically voted to divest. And then our task force worked with Fred on the effort to divest UU funds nationally. As with our response in New Orleans, this effort was a real contribution that we were able to make together in the face of the despair that we can all feel about the ways in which our society and our world are broken. In our congregational conversations last spring, you told us that you want a minister that is a true partner, a team builder, a reassuring leader, someone who will nurture and support lay leaders, encourage new programs, actively invite new people into our shared ministries, and help congregants develop new skills to participate and lead. So partnership is one of the many important issues that we'll be addressing in the search process. We will continue to listen to your ideas through many means. This week you will receive an online survey, which will allow us to find out a lot more about you and what you think, and will help us describe our congregation in its fullness to the, to the ministerial candidates. So I ask you to please fill it out. You'll have about a month. And we'll also be having many conversations like the one after worship today, and I hope that you'll make time to come to at least one or two of them. Like Alex and Karen and the whole search committee, I'm very honored to serve in this capacity, and I look forward to traveling this journey with all of you.